listening to Plan B Podcast. The opinions expressed and shared on this podcast are of our own. Welcome to Plan B.SG. Quite a lot of areas that the, that the Russians have said, yeah, we're going to go down. Mm. Like, those are not leaders. Mm. Those are shit starters. Yeah. France this time, denied, defied. And at the end of the day, we have a three-way relationship. <laughs> okay, let's, let's stop this right here. And I'm Dharma. And I am Rama. Huh, thank you for uh, your new listenership. For yes. those of you who have just discovered us mm-hmm. via the POFMA, we bid you welcome once again. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yes. uh, just uh, to have like some numbers mm-hmm. in perspective, mm-hmm. uh, the previous podcast got triple the amount of listeners. Yes. Uh, thank you. Yeah. We welcome yeah, the new support, Che. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Evidently, people love uh, controversy. Shit like, yeah. And to add to the con- yes. controversy, controversy or conspiracy? Yes. Today we have a very interesting guest. <laughs> yes. He's your one of your high net worth contacts, uh? Uh, He's a <laughs> practicing no, lawyer, <laughs> <laughs> and he's a good lawyer. He's yeah. uh, someone who I consider to be a friend. All right, yeah. uh, that's more important. Yeah, and, uh, I serve. Yeah. I serve with him in the Muslim Law Committee. Fantastic. He's my chairman. Can ah. I just add a powerful friend? Okay, of course. Yes. Because he is also a Freemason. What? Yeah. <laughs> Damn, son. So uh, often we've heard about people talking about Masonry, Freemasons, mm. how this is some uh, secret society that nobody knows about. Mm. It's often been uh, conflated with Illuminati. It's yeah. like some, right. you know, what new world order that we don't know about. The Vinci Jay-Z. Code kind of yeah, stuff. Yeah, it's yeah. like so hidden zoom in to the me, sh- Zoom to yeah. me, zoom to me. It's like uh, entirely <laughs> hidden in the shadows and nobody knows much about it, right? Yes, so yeah. thankfully, uh, Aziz, um, we have with us Mr. Aziz Taibali, who is uh, a Freemason and he's agreed to come on the show to 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 in, to shed light hmm. on, yeah. on this uh, society that we know very little of. And we are going to yeah. ask all the important questions. <laughs> So new, you know, you get to know more about this as well. It's not a secret, man. I mean, like, yeah. you're, you're allowed to just go around saying like, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm a Mason. Well, I'm glad it's sort of you raising this because first misconception that was mentioned by Raman, yeah. we are not, I'll put a plural N-O-T, a oh. secret society. Oh. We are definitely not a secret society. Okay. Okay. Because if we were, seriously, you would be reading so much about us on the net. Mm. So that is something that's, I think that absolute misconception must be Definitely. driven out of people's minds. Okay. Totally. Yeah? Mm. And absolutely. So yeah. are you all part of the Illuminati? <laughs> that's, again, that's another misconception. Yes. <laughs> the answer is absolutely no. Okay. Uh-huh. We're not. Although there could be some kind of overlapping, but frankly, if you ask me about Illuminati themselves, mm. I do not know. Mm-hmm. So I can't tell you anything about them. But a lot of people sort of have... Uh, Drawn, the, you know, no, not a matter of drawn, but rather confused us with that. You yeah, know? and I mean, yeah. the preconceived notions, <coughs> like when you hear Illuminati, when you hear Freemason, whatever, like immediately people are thinking of like strange people in ropes. Yes, right, yeah. Like yeah. In yeah. Dark rooms. and satanic rituals. So yeah. one more, one more. Um, I was like uh, engaging our listeners prior to this interview. Okay, and they they keep on mentioning this Rothschild. Rothschild. What is this? Is this got to do with the? No, no, no. Just, I don't know. Hold on. He may be a Mason. I do not know. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure. Okay. Okay. <clears throat> because a lot of people are Masons, but we, you know, it's Rothschilds. We, I mean, like, you're talking about Rothschilds. He's a Jew, you know. Mm. Yes. And surprisingly, let me now just. I mean, I don't want to go into first 
what is Freemasonry? Then I explain yeah. to you all. Huh? Believe it or not, but when you talk about, you see, English lodges, okay. we go back to what is called the United Grand Lodge of England, okay, right? which headquartered in London. Mm-hmm. The year it goes back to 1717. Wow! Although, of course, actually something like later, but 1717, and then there's a merger of certain lodges. I mean, the Grand Lodges they call it, you know, and it form. Mm-hmm. Now, so. My lodge, basically, is, we call it the English Constitution. I belong to this lodge called the Zedland in the East Lodge. I'll give you more details about that later. <coughs> nice, yeah. Zedland of the East. No, Zedland in the East Lodge. In the East ah, Zedland in the East Lodge, number five hundred eight. English Constitution. So it's E dot C. Wow. Now, basically, <coughs> just to let you know, when the the United Grand Lodge was formed, and then of course Masons also, was, you know. People are brought in as masons, huh? Mm-hmm. Surprisingly, you know, Jews came in much later. Mm-hmm. Why I don't know. Okay, but there were others like you know the English. I mean, it could be say Church of England or whoever, you know, kind of thing, right? But the Jews were later, and then lo and behold, actually, just about. It could be just I do not know when, but it was in the seventeen hundred something, huh? Okay. Mm-hmm. Already there was a Muslim member of the lodge in India. Wow. Remember okay. the oh. Brits were in India. Yes. Yeah. After the Mughals. Okay. Now this guy was a Nawab of Dono. I can't remember which particular state, mm-hmm. but because of the trading that he was doing with the Brits, uh-huh. he was brought in as a Mason. So we've had a Muslim Mason. Since seventeen something, you know. Wow. Mm. Okay. Ooh. Now, so now, okay. I think maybe I should elaborate more about Freemasonry, so that you know, it's misconceptions and whatever it is in minds of yeah, people. Yeah. Like what, what exactly do you all do? Yes. Yeah. How can you, you have religion? Hold on. Before <laughs> we tell you what we do, let me explain. <laughs> you see, when you think of the word Mason, what yeah. comes to mind? The Masonists are people who deal with bricklaying walls. Correct. Mm. So. You see, I think he's answered it right. Mm. So basically, you must remember masons of the years before. Mm-hmm. What did they use? A twenty-four inch gauge. Okay. Mm. The compass. Yes. Mm-hmm. Huh? <coughs> the square. Yes. Yeah. The pencil to delineate. Mm. It's all in the logo, right? The the. We use these implements. Today in modern um, language, uh, in relation to our lives, okay, what does a twenty-four inch gauge represent? Twenty-four hours in a day, okay, oh. eight hours to rest, mm. eight hours to work, mm. eight hours to do what you can do, good for your own kind and for your fellow mankind. That that to Raman lah, because for him it's more twelve <laughs> hours for work, four hours for sleep, and then. Well, I mean, I'm what? talking about an average person. <laughs> If you can work fourteen hours for that matter, good for you, right? Yeah. So I mean, a good example. Now, when you talk about a, when you talk about a compass kind of thing, mm. okay. You know, when you draw a circle, mm-hmm. it's a point of no return kind of thing, right? Yep. But it yes. starts somewhere, it ends somewhere. It's the same thing, mm-hmm. right? And that's what life is all about, you know. Mm-hmm. Okay. Think about it. So the square, proper lines, straight lines are drawn. Mm-hmm. The pencil is to delineate, you know, because in a sense, you must remember about dates, ah. What we do will be recorded. Mm-hmm. What we don't do well, good in a sense, also will be recorded. Mm-hmm. So all 
these are things implements we apply to our lives you know so that's the first basic understanding of what it means by freemason but mm-hmm. we're speculative mm-hmm. we are free masons we call ourselves right right mm-hmm. so having that said that because we have this thing in our rituals that we have to explain the working tools okay. to a candidate when he's initiated when he's passed and when he's raised mm. okay now let me explain initiation of a candidate into freemasonry into any lodge okay whether you're belonging to an english lodge mm. whether you're belonging to an irish lodge a scottish lodge or even say french in this case okay. of course like in india they have the united grand lodge of india yeah. they will follow certain principles certain things the work is similar okay okay like english lodges of course you can be found anywhere and everywhere like i recently came back from tanzania mm. they've got a eastern the east africa people lodges are all following the united grand i mean they have they are basically they are english lodges mm-hmm. oh. so you know okay now initiation is talking about birth you know okay when you first come into this world mm. that's what you're taught right what happens you you see what in a ceremony you are blinded in a sense there will be you're blindfolded sorry okay blindfolded the reason being this when you're in a mother's stomach mm-hmm. you can't see okay okay and then end of day have you thought about it your eyes are totally useless in an absolutely dark room. Yeah. yeah. Okay. You know what is important? What? The concept called nur. Light. Mm-hmm. Okay. So this is when we will be asking the candidate at a certain point of time what is a predominant wish that you have right now. Okay. Of course he has to be guided. He'll be the uh, junior deacon will tell him say light. Okay. That's when this veil is removed. he can see light because without light mm-hmm. you're absolutely zero nothing you're like a blind man going around this world sad mm-hmm. uh, people of course are blind and i said but they, you know i mean god gives them and other sort of abilities right right but what we are trying to explain is the concept of birth and the importance of light okay so so you see and a lot of people have this again this concept that freemasonry is actually like a, to put it in our language locally eh, in local colloquial term mm. uh, term sorry a jaudi kind of a institution a what or oh. a christian organization institution mm. absolutely not yes there are a lot of these christian things have come in now mm-hmm. because you know well after all these english guys are involved and you know all kind of things no but i thought you you couldn't have religion i thought masonry was something that was independent of religion absolutely i'm coming to that mm. but the trouble is now this is something that a lot of us don't feel comfortable but there are mm. what's called the rosqua then they have this movement you know they've got this um see now i'm trying to remember the name come it'll come back to me <laughs> they have this thing where before one becomes part of the group if they accept the trinity concept which okay. we are fighting against i mean some because but we see end of day this is usually once So some of us out we mm. don't join right i mean first of all why should I? in fact i used to quarrel with these people i said listen why can't i come uh-huh. okay because i accept jesus christ he's okay. my prophet yeah he's on a be you know mm. kind of thing but you see so but i mean i'm i don't let's not go into that huh? yeah. no i now want to explain to you about the freemasonry in its broader concept okay, okay. so when you pass this different you know you go on a different level kind of thing okay the raising 
we are actually enacting the death of the great architect mm-hmm. of the temple in Jerusalem. Okay. okay. His name is Hiram Abif. He was son oh. of a widow. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. Because he, what he did was, you see, our concept is that when he was building the temple, he was killed by people of a lower rung mm-hmm. who wanted to know the secrets of his you know like what he had the knowledge in terms skill. of the building skills yeah. that okay. to put it a different way yes uh-huh. he refused to give it to them and even had to go to the extent of accepting death mm. and he was killed for that right so when we enacting the death of hiram abif mm-hmm. we are also saying to the people you know to this person who is a candidate concerned and mm-hmm. the others who are watching that the day will come no matter how rich you are mm-hmm. how powerful you are that's where you're going to go because death is going to come to all of us okay see you understand so, yeah. so at this point so right. we are you know that means that goes to show that we you see it's something that freemasonry is teaching us perpetually two things understand what happens when you're born right mm-hmm. and accept the fact that you will die one yes. day No, so so that's what I was gonna say. Like right now, a lot of things that you you're saying, I'm sure people are also thinking like this sounds like religion. Yeah, mm. I was gonna say it is not religion. It is not religion. How uh-huh. can what is death only applicable to Muslims? Is no. death only applicable to Christians? Is death only applicable to Buddhists? No, mm. death will come to everybody. So this so is what like has that got to do with the religion? You philosophy of life kind of thing, is it? Yes. So what mm. has that got to do with religion? Mm. It is to teach people to accept that no like I said again I repeat mm-hmm. no matter how rich you are mm-hmm. no matter how powerful you are yeah. the day will come when you'll be lying there okay. how are candidates accepted into the lodge is yeah. there like a screening process of fill up a yes. form or? yes uh usually you you see if you're interested in what happens is people sort of they go on the UGLE uh, site mm. but in Singapore of course we call it the district grand lodge site mm. okay. yeah, I'll come oh. back to the district thing later there's a website yeah you can go oh. and then you write in and then some lodge guy secretaries may pick it up mm. you know some lodges also I think they have their own email kind of thing mm. and then they may say okay if you're interested <clears throat> somebody may call you and then you'll be start. you know they will call you for some socials You start coming. You mean you can just apply just like that? Sorry? You can just apply like that? Not apply. You write in and Uh then slowly, slowly you'll be starting to meet the brethren of that lodge. Okay. And they will start assessing whether what kind of person you are. Okay. Okay. After a few months, it may even take up to six months. (coughs) Mm -hmm. Then they feel comfortable. Then they'll ask you to sort of, you know, fill up like a particular form. That form has to be submitted through Hermes is a concept. It's a filing way, you know, you can mm-hmm. call it Hermes, H-E-R-M-E-S, uh-huh. which is then goes to the United Grand Lodge of England mm-hmm. and at the same time, the district. Ooh. Okay. What made you want to join? You as a person. Can I be allowed to finish? Sure, sorry, sorry. <laughs> the <laughs> question, eh? then after that happens, then you interviewed. Yeah. Oh. Now, at that interview stage itself, uh. depending on the answers you give, we've got certain standard questions. Mm. Uh-huh. But we want to know really the character of the person. Yes. And someone or other comes out. We may feel, no, this is not the right guy. I mm. see. After the interview, then he has to be put up for a certain period. Mm. Like a one month or what. And then 
their day will come when he has to be balloted. He can be balloted and initiated the same day, mm. or he can be balloted, like say this month, and then initiated the next month. Right. Mm. So the waiting period can be anything between a year mm. or longer wow. okay. before one person is accepted. We try not to rush because we want to get to know the particular person. Yes. Okay. Now, can I have your question again? Why did you personally want to join? Why do you want to become a mason? Okay, let me explain this to you in my. In the you best see, way well, that I le, le, okay yeah it's not I mean you know it's yeah it's I have to think about this because you see what happened was this I, I you, have been in Rotary before I've been in Lions before okay okay I quit Rotary but I've gone back to Rotary again what is this Rotary other clubs Rotary mm. International uh-huh. uh-huh. it's a club it's a that was just you know social club and you uh-huh. know yeah, talking okay. about charity and all that. So what happened was um, there's this particular lawyer friend of mine who's okay. no longer in practice. He was three years my senior. Mm-hmm. He's been a mason for a long, long time. Mm-hmm. He's a very good mason. He sort of mentions this. Hey, listen, he comes from a different lodge. Huh? Mm. He's from Lodge Singapore. Mm-hmm. Mm. At that time, I don't know why there was some issues within Zetland in the east where they couldn't. Nobody was prepared to take the position of a virtual master. A virtual master is a person who rules the lodge for that one year. Wow. Okay. okay, rules means he's known as a virtual master. Mm-hmm. Okay, and he has to do the rituals and kind of thing all that later. Wishful right? master. Worshipful master. Worshipful master. Yeah. Worshipful master. Okay? okay, WM. So, he was asked to be the virtual master of Zetland in the East Lodge. Mm-hmm. His name is Lee Tau Ket. Okay. Ah. So when he took the chair, normally for, in this particular case, our lodge called Zetland in the East, the installation of a master takes place in December. Okay. Mm. It's fixed. Okay. It's right. December. Okay. I'll come back to you to that a while later. Because, okay, I'll I explain. Our birth date of the lodge is 26 February, 1845. Wow. But we were consecrated. That means consecrated means formally became a lodge. Mm-hmm. 8th December 1845. Ah. Mm-hmm. So our installation of new masters every year takes place within the space of the dates. Okay. The right, second right, Friday right, right. or the, uh, something you can do a Saturday. Mm-hmm. Usually it's the second Friday or Saturday. But it's within that, that first, I mean the second Friday yes. at few days, right? Okay. So what happened was Tauket asked me Listen, I think you're probably ready now. Mm-hmm. So ready for what? To Freemasonry. Mm-hmm. Now, before that, there's this one man called, you will know of him, mm-hmm. Hassan Almano. He's a oh, lawyer. He's a very oh, senior okay. lawyer, formerly with Tan Rajan Chia. Mm-hmm. Oh. Now with his former master called Ramisen. But Ramisen is passed on. Mm-hmm. Tan Sri Almano, his late father, mm-hmm. who used to be Tengku Abdul Rahman's personal lawyer, mm-hmm. used to see me in court. What are you doing, young man? He said, I'm going back to work. Rubbish. He will drag me mm-hmm. to the <clears throat> Freemasons bar. Uh, oh. I mean, sorry to say this, but <laughs> Tansi was Tansi lah. He was Takan one stout and then go to office. Uh. That's their lifestyle. And you know why I'm talking about Tansi Alamano? Mm. Because Tansi Alamano's clock uh-huh. was a man called Ibrahim. Okay. Oh. And it is this late Ibrahim's children who made a mark in Singapore. One of whom became a minister called Yaakob Ibrahim. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Oh. 
okay then of course we know of lawyers in the family yes. uh-huh. my classmate was hasan ibrahim mm-hmm. and we have of course a judge a district judge yes you know of i mm-hmm. don't want to mention names okay. <laughs> <laughs> there's a younger person who's a lawyer also was yes. from uh-huh. harry lyas yeah. yeah so imagine those days the clerks were running the law firms mm. so i used to i got to know of freemasonry already then because mm-hmm. he was dragging me to that the bar there you know and there's he says you can have your coffee so i'll have my coffee mm. okay then you know okay so tansri took a liking to me and we were quite close and surprisingly mm. then i became very close to his own son okay right right so so when when tauket said listen i think you're ready because tauket seen me there before right yeah accepted mm-hmm. so when tauket was in a chair he initiated me and he passed me mm-hmm. he could have even raised me in that one year he was there but you couldn't do it because his son uh-huh. had been initiated uh-huh. passed and he wanted to raise his son uh-huh. and the son by the way is a person who created this thing called you know the the mini uh speakers the very famous mini speakers mini the bluetooth speakers no what is it called that there was a name for this mini speakers creative speakers not creative It was so famous that I re- it seems so Victoria Beckham uh-huh. had it in the back and she was stopped at the Madrid airport and she uh-huh. realized oh I don't carry I don't travel and no oh they put in this words of course they took the picture mm-hmm. said I don't travel uh, anywhere else without this you know speakers kind of thing uh, right they, of course they took the picture they hunted the words line as well so that's how famous it was and he sold his company of course he mm-hmm. made his pile uh-huh. he sold right. a company yeah. for a couple of million dollars mm-hmm. and you know so he's always been into the sounding because he's So this was his son Ryan mm-hmm. Ryan no Ryan okay. um Leah mm-hmm. and we so this is how I got involved when, okay when so say... basically Lee Tucker brought me into Freemasonry mm-hmm. frankly when I was asked to join I was blur about the whole thing mm-hmm. but he sort of started talking to me about it mm-hmm. and then you know he brought me into the interview of course you know then obviously everything was favorable yeah was balloted favorably and next thing I know I was initiated We interrupt this program to bring you. Welcome back to PlanB.sg. Uh, this podcast probably brought to you by our friends from the Bravo Realtors. Yep. That's right. So you can call them right now at this number. That's 8100-2300. Mm-hmm. I repeat, that's 8100-2300. Alternatively, you can also find them on their IG at the Bravo Realtors. We're with our friends from the Bravo Realtors in the studio, Khalid and Kamal. As usual, mm. uh, they've brought in together with them another uh, individual. Yes, you need Jeffrey individuals. Lim. Oh, Jeffrey maybe give us a, like a bit of rundown. Yeah, okay. the four one one. Yeah, is this like the new new member? Or what? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Anyway, uh, why I call in Jeffrey today is because he do a lot of uh, collabs. Okay, he like he likes to do uh, road show. Oh, he likes like to do road shows. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, road show is quite fun. I see. Yes. I t- okay. <laughs> Meeting unknown people. <laughs> okay. okay. Anyway, okay. Uh, he likes to do a lot of things. Mm. Yeah, I mean, to get collates. Right, right, right. So, uh, today's topic we want to talk about is clients that we are facing okay. every day, right? Yes. Some some clients that we are face, uh, we have spoken or we already present everything. Sometimes mm. more than twice, more than three times or right, right. a lot of times. They still mm. don't understand. Oh. So, it's some things that... Uh, we are facing on a current market and later on also we can talk about uh, some seller asking hey, why there are no uh, buyers coming to view my house. Yeah. Right. Uh, what's happening in the market? So these are the things that we address today. Lah. Huh? 
Okay. Yeah, so we want to address especially one part about uh, selling and buying property, right? Mm. When you sell your house, you need three months extension. Okay. okay. Why, yeah, bro? Why must okay. I have extension? So why I need extension? Because I have no other place to stay. Okay. So that three months extension is when I buy a house without extension, mm-hmm. I can have my CPF to be refunded on time mm. and also renovate my place mm. and then move out. So this three month extension, right, mm-hmm. is actually free extension of stay. Mm. So must what, pay rent or no need to pay rent? Free extension of stay. So you don't have to pay rent. So okay. you just pay, continue to pay your uh, electrical bills mm-hmm. co- and then you will continue to pay your town council bills. Right. And then uh, when you submit the three months extension of stay, your property tax will also be different. So you have to pay back the additional property tax to the buyers now who mm. buy that property. Okay. Because technically the buyers they are already the owner of the property. Mm. Right. Okay. And they have started to pay their monthly mortgage. Okay. But they haven't moved in. Oh, so so you don't have to pay the mortgage for no. that period. Right. Yes. So why is this important? Is because that for a smooth transaction from mm. selling your property, renovate your renovate your place and then move in to your next property. Yes. Mm-hmm. So what happened is when you do, especially first time buyers, they don't really understand this. Okay. okay. So we bought a property for first timer buyers. We already explained three mm-hmm. months extension of stay is given to them. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. Once completed, they went back. Somehow they heard from somewhere or another somebody agent, or another uh, agent uh, tried uh, to uh, provoke uh, them uh, and say to them, hey, you got three, haven't get your keys. Oh, got extension. Why never ask for rental? Oh. So now they start to come to call us again mm-hmm. and then say that, hey, how come you never ask for rental? Are you allowed to claim rental? You can't, because this is something that uh, is a leeway that HGB gives you. Right? Okay, so that is a leeway means you can submit. It's a uh-huh. private uh-huh. agreement. Okay, uh-huh. but it's not limited to cash. Uh-huh. So you can still ask for rental. But think about it. When you're going to sell your house, uh-huh. if I need three months extension, uh-huh. you cannot give me three months extension. Do you think I'm going to sell my house to you? Yeah, screw it. Lah, like yeah. Why? I yeah. won't, right? Because you cannot give me three months extension. Uh-huh. Or you tell me, I can give you three months, but I'm going to charge you three months uh, uh, rental at mm. market price. Mm. Okay, so now I want to sell my house at 650 mm-hmm. with three months extension. Since you want me to pay, okay, mm-hmm. I will pay, but I will sell you at 700. Mm-hmm. Isn't it the same? Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's basically but that, right? That's, that's the reason uh, all agents, right? We mm-hmm. prefer to have a buyer with an agent. Mm-hmm. I think uh, Jeffrey have a case that he want to share, right? About about uh, uh, extension, oh. co-broking. Because a lot of Direct buyers, especially ah. first-time buyers who do not own a property, yes. they usually will assume that their timeline are very flexible. Right. Okay. But one of the risks is involved, if especially if you are renting the place uh-huh. while be- while you are going to buy your house. Yeah. Mm. Oh. Because except on top of this three-month extension, we mm. also do not know how long HDB will take for the completion. Okay. So that timeline is also one of the uh, mystery that HDB roughly <laughs> is eight weeks to... <laughs> 10th or 12th weeks. <laughs> right. Yeah. So that extend plus three months means that you actually on top of uh, purchase your house, you have to still prepare your place to stay for next six months to even one year if mm. you want to renovation this thing. <laughs> so yeah. one year can't be renovation one year. Bro. Because yeah. you, if you have, uh, after you have purchased your house already, mm. you better to have your house another lease for close to six months to one year in case your renovation after uh, a bit messy. Delay. Yeah. Or delay. Mm. Uh, uh, if not, you'll be chased out by your landlord. You don't have a place to stay. Bro, but like that, yeah. child, right? if this, I buy a house, already spend money, then renting for one year, then my mortgage also paying. Wow. So these are the things that we face. Okay. I think one one of it also uh, is that if the other party that the place that we're going to buy, right, uh. when they do a contra, okay. it's not going to be... Uh, they do a what? Sorry? Contra. Contract. Contra is a, a thing you call it when you sell and buy the same day together. Mm. Oh, okay. Mm. Okay. 
So you you can't count at the 10 or 12 weeks. Mm. Probably will be 15 or 16 weeks. Right. It will be longer. So the waiting period on top of that is another plus three months. Yes. So we have to really uh, tell buyers upfront. Mm-hmm. They sh- they must understand that uh, this extension. If you want to buy a house, mm-hmm. you really like this house, and they need extension, and you cannot give. Definitely, you cannot buy. So, is this reflective of like the current landscape? Like, has buying and selling houses become so complicated that you need to factor in all this timing, all these issues? Yes. In short, when you are buying, of course, you also want the seller to leave the house. In a good condition, in of course, everything yeah. settled. Yeah. So of course, they need their time as well to make sure that their next house mm. is ready. They are moving. They have a place to stay. Mm. So this three month extension is also where it comes comes in. Mm. The other thing to take note is also sometimes buyer thought that they can give up to three month extension. Mm. Uh, so the word is different. So they thought that <laughs> oh, I giving you seller uh, up to three month extension. So mm. upon completion, anytime I want the house, I can just call you back. Oh, uh, it doesn't work that way. Right? Doesn't yeah. work because doesn't. imagine if you are also selling your house mm. and you already have the plan that you already plan that you are staying here for three months. Yeah. After two months of rental, you're going to take one month for move in. Yes, the, yes, your, yes. And then suddenly your 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 Buyer. officially owner already yes. come and say, okay, next week you need to move out. Wow. Uh, so that is usually what on the ground that caused the tension mm. because oh. the misunderstanding of the term. Because HDB will tell you that the extension is up to three months, mm. which means, but actually the. Uh, upon uh, option, we usually already prepare the document that this extension required for three months. It's three months. Like, uh, means yeah. that's the three months. Mm. Or some case, they just need two months. Mm. And that's the case. So, okay. So, so basically, if you want to have a shorter extension period, you can, but yes. you have to be, I mean, it should be settled at the, at the front. In la. the beginning, yeah. In the front. beginning, mm. when you made an offer, yes. when you complete, you cannot turn back on that offer because yeah, then yeah. it'll be very difficult. Mm. And then you need to trust your agent. You cannot be thinking, you already pay so much for their services. Yeah. You cannot like, oh no, you're doing something behind your back mm. or behind our back. Mm. Then why you go and pay that person so much? <laughs> <laughs> so you have to trust them. La. Like mm. that's very important. If you feel that something is not right, then just scrap that deal in the first place. But or, actually bro, I will have to say this. Yes. Okay. There are some people who have been duped yes. by agents who may have not been acting in a scrupulous way. Yes. So that's why it's important. You must get an agent that yes. you can trust. Yes. Like right. the Bravo Realtors. Yes. That's right. But even, don't worry, even if you get uh, bad advice or whatever, <laughs> still Raman to turn to, like, still got lawyers to help no, you No, out. no, no, no. More importantly is you go and get a good agent. Yes, but avoid that in the first place by mm. calling this number and setting up a property health check right now with your trustee uh, Bravo Realtors at this Yay. number. That's 8100-2300. I repeat, that's 8100-2300. Alternatively, you can also find them on their IG at the Bravo Realtors.